Welcome to the Building Heroes Podcast, where we learn to build heroes in our homes to help our kids be prepared for their life journeys. Hi, I'm your host, Molly Christensen, and I love to encourage and mentor you on your path. Hello, everyone. This is episode 36 of the Building Heroes Podcast. And I'm your host, Molly Christensen, and I am excited for our guest today. This is Wendy Zanders, and she is a professional organizer and your declutter coach who's passionate about helping special needs families take their homes and papers from overwhelmed to simplified. She was an underperformer in grade school due to undiagnosed ADD attention deficit disorder, but she worked hard. She surpassed the expectations of everyone around her, and you'll you'll hear that when we start talking. <laughs> um, she's amazing, but early in her career, she found out that she had this knack for systems and organizing, but she found herself living in a totally disorganized home after several episodes of depression. So she helps special needs families get I organized by helping them identify what's created the disorder in their lives and by helping them create systems so they can get back in control of their possessions and their homes. And she also works with families like herself that are struggling with the ADD, the depression, PTSD, and anxiety, which is awesome because seriously, I think this is so needed. So Wendy, welcome, welcome. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your journey? How did you get to this space? I know you've got a good story. Yes, thank you so much, Molly, for having me on the podcast. I am so excited to be part of the hero's journey and um, talking to you a little more about my journey, my kid's journey, and all the different things. Um, so my name is Wendy Sanders, the Declutter Coach. And um, originally, I am from Trinidad and Tobago in the Caribbean. And um, having ADD in the 80s wasn't something that was diagnosed. So I went undetected. Um, for um, for so long, but I was able to create my own systems to survive. I would call it survival. Um, my dad did did come to a parent picture conference, and I remember the teacher telling him um, because, of course, I was being nosy while they're talking in the back. I'm like listening, right? Um, that Wendy was so unfocused, you know, she couldn't even hear a pin drop. She was being distracted. So my dad took it as, okay, she's struggling in school. So my parents gave me more school. So I had tutoring after school. I had Saturday school. And the more they pushed, the more schoolwork I got, I was doing worse because the issues that I was having wasn't being um, attended to. So more schooling, more tutoring just didn't help. So my parents just kind of stopped and said, okay, she, she's, she's a B student, she's a C student, we'll just let her ride. Um, and then I moved to America when I was 14, moved to Maryland. And that first semester was so hard. I think I had maybe a two point something GPA um, because the language barrier was there. Um, they couldn't understand what I was saying. I didn't understand what the teacher was saying, my grades and just learning the new system and how schoolwork was done. Um, American history, I didn't understand it. So I had to learn all of that. And, um, but the second semester, I was off to the races. I was able to um, find ways to study. I remember my sister, my little sister would always say, you never play with me, you're always studying. Because I had to study three times as hard, I was more memorizing 
pulling the information in my brain. So the next day for the exam, I can just dump it all on paper, get my B and be like, woohoo, that's great. But don't ask me anything else after that because I don't remember anything. I got a B, but I don't remember anything because my brain was empty and I was ready to memorize the next set of information. Um, so I was doing the Pomodoro method um, before I even knew what that was. I was telling my sister, I'm like, okay, I'm going to study for 30 minutes and then I'm going to play two games of cards with you. And then I'm going to do, and I kind of go back and forth with that. That's the Pomodoro method. So creating those little systems to, to help me survive um, and thrive in high school. And I think my ADD went undiagnosed because um, I was making honor roll. Um, so I think it, it wasn't a cause for concern for my parents or my teachers. Um, I didn't get my diagnosis until I was in my early 30s when my son, we were doing the assessment for him and I checked all the boxes and I said, wait a minute, this was me as a child. So I am for my son um, and his diagnosis because it, it gave me my own diagnosis. And now I can go back and um, just kind of make sense of my, my life before then. Um, and I used to, yeah, I used to be angry with my parents because I was like, why didn't they give me the support that I needed? But they didn't know. So now moving forward, I always say, now that you know better, you do better. So I find myself being an even better parent, especially when it comes to homeschooling and giving the resources that my kids need because I didn't have that support. So sometimes I still feel a little jealous, like, man, I wish homeschooling was available for me back in high school. <laughs> that would have been amazing. But um, I know we're going to talk a little bit more about um, the different journeys, but just up until this point, it's just been amazing to live this kind of life that I've had and say, okay, I don't want this for my children and we're going to do things differently. So yeah, that's, that's an amazing hero journey story. And I love that you were persistent and you totally figured out how to get through the challenges and, you know, make your way. So what brought you to this point? Like now you're homeschooling your kids and you have special needs kids, and you are also a declutter coach. <laughs> so now I have to take you a little bit back to move forward. Um, yeah. So when I was 17. Um, I, this was when the recruiters for the military were able to come into the high schools, and they came to the cafeteria, and I knew I was struggling so hard. College, I was like, everybody come to college. That was the thing to do. You, um, we moved here to, to America we were sponsored by a family and they said, when your daughter comes, tell her to work hard, study hard, and she'll be successful. So I love formulas. That was the formula for success. And that's, that's the path that I was on to be successful, be somebody and not be like a burden to my family. Um, my parents weren't, weren't um, able to pay for my college. So the recruiter, when he mentioned money for college, I was like, ding, 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 sign me up. <laughs> so my green card, I signed up for the military. My mom didn't want to sign the paperwork. And I said, you know, if you don't want to sign up when I'm 17, I'll just sign for myself when I'm 18. And she said, are you sure this is what you want to do? Because remember, study hard, work hard, and you'll be successful. So I was on that path for success. Um, and she signed the papers. So I joined the military at 17 years old with, an, with, with a green card. Um, and at 18, I there's an ASVAB test that you take to see um, how great you'll be at what job you will get in the military. And I scored really hard, high for uh, logistics. So taking chaos and making it beautiful, taking chaos and, you know, creating processes, 
that was me. So I was a unit supply um, specialist. What that means is um, for our unit, I was like the, the staples or the office max supplies. We had it, if we were out, we ordered, we knew how much we had on hand. And I was also the unit armor. So I maintained all the weapons and ammunition for our unit. Um, I kept the commander out of jail <laughs> because you don't want to lose weapons. Um, you cannot lose um, ammunition. You needed to be accountable for those. So I used to spend hours in the arms room, um, just taking it from field inspections to 100%. I had my paperwork organized. It was I was sweeping and dusting and stuff in the arms room. I left smelling like oil and dirt, but I felt such a sense of accomplishment because I was able to take chaos and make it beautiful. Um, I was also a um, executive assistant at the Food and Drug Administration. So again, getting out of the military, you know, work hard, study hard, and you'd be successful. So when I became an executive assistant and project manager at the Food and Drug Administration, I felt like, wow, I've made it because working for the federal government was the thing, you know, um, and I was able to do that in such great lengths. I was keeping my um, supervisor organized. If meetings were being changed in the middle of his day, I was able to quickly change meetings and just keep him, keep all those trains running on track. So just all of these different jobs all led back to organizing. And I remember um, my husband and I did Financial Peace University with Dave Ramsey um, in 2017. And we got all the way to September three and we wanted to continue paying off our mortgage. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna go get a part-time job. Um, so whatever money I got, I was able to throw it onto our mortgage. And I remember, I wish I knew who said this, but I remember somebody told me, find something that you love and do it as a business. So for me, I was like, well, I like organizing. I like taking chaos and making it beautiful. And they were like, do that. I'm like, that's a thing? That is a business? I've been doing this for free like a sucker. <laughs> Whenever I would go to somebody's home, I would be like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm helping get set up for a party or something like that. I'll be like, oh, let me help you. I love helping and organizing. And I was doing it for free and realized this was an actual business. So, you know, figuring out how can I turn this into a business? I enrolled into a mentorship program. And one of the things about being that hero and being on that journey, you know what your strengths are and you know, not so much where your weaknesses are, but where you may need help. And for me, as I knew organizing, I didn't know the business end of it. So I enlisted help and I empower my kids as well. Let me know when you need help. You want the kids to be advocates for themselves instead of us saying, you need to do this, 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 and this. Um, I don't want to lay out the future for our kids. I want them to say, what do you want to do? We do interest-based learning as well as math and English with a tutor because those are the two subjects I know I am not equipped to teach you. <laughs> so we, uh, we outsource those two subjects, but everything else is interest-based and um, we are pushing them to do what they love because when my husband and I closes our eyes forever, we wanna know that our kids are empowered to make a living. Whether they wanna go get a job or they wanna be an entrepreneur, we wanna make sure those two paths are lit and ready for them when that time comes. Yeah, so that they can take, they know how to live the, their own journey. They know how to live life. Yeah, that's really awesome. I love that story. And I actually, one thing that it's been making me think of, you said you were diagnosed as ADD, but at the same time, you're like really organized. How does that work? 
it does not, it doesn't make any sense, but it, it makes sense and it doesn't make sense, right? Because people would be like, wait a minute, you have ADHD like me. How is this possible? I truly believe that the structure the military gave me um, set me on that path to, to be that organizer. Um, I also struggle with um, anxiety and sometimes my anxiety is not as strong because I am organized. So when my ADD is um, roaring its ugly head and I have my anxiety hat over here, as long as I can stay organized, it kind of balances out the two. Um, so that's how I see that it works. But I think, I honestly believe that my military background um, has really helped me. I can take something that's chaotic and break it down into small bite-sized pieces. That keeps me from being overwhelmed. So when I'm working with my clients and they may say, um, my entire house is a mess. Well, we still have to start in that priority space. So I will say, if you can snap your fingers and get any space in your home decluttered or whatever space will make you feel calm and say, okay, I got this. That's where we start because we want those small wins and it starts to build. Just like with Dave Ramsey, you pay one bill, roll on to the next, that snowball effect. That's what we want. So, and it really helps with our anxiety if we can have that path and that plan. So when I'm working with clients, I will say, okay, let's make a list of all the spaces in your home. I don't care if it's, you're working on your desk and you have two drawers, then drawer number one, drawer number two, make a list because you're going to break it down into small bite-sized pieces. So that's how I kind of look at everything. Um, and then kind of going back to the military, if you're, you know, during deployments, you think you're learned to, you know, clear a room make sure that the room is all clear. So you check the four walls, you do the floor, you do the ceiling, whatever that is. Um, and then you just make your list and just attack one space at a time, one box at a time, one piece of paper at a time, however small you need to get to move you forward or take that next step. That's what you need to do. And that's how I empower my kids as well. Don't take the whole problem or situation. Let's break it down. Whether if it takes one child, one hour to get that assignment done and it takes us all week we're celebrating that week because this is our journey we're not looking at what other people are doing we're doing what we need here oh i love that because it really is you know when you when we put this in the context of life and the hero's journey it's really about making progress and i think you're right is that sometimes we focus so much on the overwhelm of like, oh my gosh, it's all such a mess. And there is a power in breaking it down into those small, small things and having those small wins. Yes. And that's so cool that you've applied this to your homeschool as well, this whole process. Absolutely, because you know, there's a mindset piece there as well where, where you can say, um, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm in my thirties. I'm a married woman, I have children and I've never learned to be organized. And we take that shame on ourselves and sometimes we put it on our kids as well. A lot of times the, the clients that hire me are moms who believe they may have ADHD as well. So that's why they kind of seek me out. They're professional organizers all over the world, but not all professional organizers are equipped to work alongside a mom that has her own special needs, right? So for me, when they seek me out, I let them know. I, I used to have a sense of shame like, who am I to teach other people to be organized when I have ADHD? I felt ashamed, but once I start opening up and saying, this is what I struggle with and I've been there and I can be that coach and I can be that person to help you on your own hero's journey, 
that's when it really um, turns into being empowered. Um, you know, in my book, I wrote how to be, how to empower yourself so you can go on and empower your children. Because if you don't fix your shame around your special needs issue, how can we empower our children to say, look, this is what I have. And this is how I can work within the disabilities that I struggle with. And we say it's not a disability, it's just a different ability. Um, we all take whatever we're, we are equipped with and we use that to the best of our ability. And I think that is so, so important not to say, well, if you have two kids, maybe they're twin, you know? Well, this person could do this fast, but I can't. Don't compare yourself to that sibling. Even if it's a twin, don't even compare as a, as a mom or as a child don't compare because it's it's such a thief of joy when we do that. Oh, absolutely. I I mean, I totally agree with that because we have all of our own journeys, but we also have our own talents and our skills and abilities. And that's part of what our mission in life is to figure out how to use what we've been given on our journeys and yes. not compare with somebody else's. You know, and, and I, I love that you say, well, who am I to be teaching people how to be organized when I have ADD? And I felt similarly because like, I'm like, well, who am I to teach people how to homeschool confidently when I was such a mess and when I didn't know what I was doing and I still don't always know what I'm doing, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? But, but who, who are we not to share our gifts and talents and help other people too? Because, right. you know, that's, that's what it's all about. Mm -hmm. Now, you mentioned that you said the success equation is work hard and get education, you'll have success. And, and I agree with that, but then you also mentioned something else that I think is part of the su success equation that a lot of people miss, but I know that you have it in here because you mentioned it. And I think that is mindset. Yes. <laughs> mindset. Because you can work hard all you want and you can get all the education you want, but if you don't have the right mindset, it's gonna be tough. Yes. So I, I love how you've incorporated this whole mindset into decluttering, because yeah. I think that's part of the reason why we do get disorganized is because that's, that's what we've been comfortable with. And that's, it's hard to change something without changing what's up here. Yeah. And there are um, adults who may say, oh, well, my mom was a, a hoarder or there was hoarding tendencies. I know we use the word um, hoarder, but it's a, there's a different level. There's there's a scale, right? Yeah. Um, but the thing is, if you don't change your mindset as an adult woman, we can we can't continue to say for the rest of our lives, "But my mom was a hoarder," or "My mom had hoarding tendencies." So, at blankets, I can never get organized. That's not true. Once you change your mindset and said, "I want something different for my kids and for myself," um, yes, my mom that was her struggle, but Let's change that and say, please help me figure out how to move my family forward because I don't want to be stuck in my childhood. Yeah, that's so powerful because for me, I, I would look at all the disorder. I mean, I got seven kids. It's going to be messy, right? But I would look at all the disorder and I would say to myself, I am such a mess. You are such a mess. We're all just a mess. And we would take that on. And we would say, you know, just attach all these negative beliefs to the disorder and, and it keeps you stuck there. But when you can shift that and say, 
okay, I have this order. It's okay. It's really just an opportunity for me to change things, to learn how to become better. It's one of those obstacles on the journey and that's okay. And you know, it's, I love when you say it is okay. Our houses, our homes are to be lived in. Um, when my clients come to me, I let them know I am compassionate and non-judgmental. My daughter's room right now, her, her room is right behind me. When she plays, she plays hard. Everything comes out. She have different zones from, from the outs. From, I'm looking inside her room. I'm like, this is a mess. But she's like, nope, this is the mall over here. The dolls are sleeping over here. The cars, this is the driveway here. When you really zone in, you realize she's just playing. So if you're able to reset your home within 20, 30 minutes, your home is not cluttered. It's messy. But if it's taking you the entire weekend to clean the living room, then let's declutter. Let's, let's have somebody come in or have a friend come over and say, hey, I need some help. But if you're able to pick your house up in 20, 30 minutes, your home is not cluttered. It's lived in. And that's the kind of homes we want. You will never see me um, with my clients, their before and afters, are not Pinterest perfect. If that's what my client is looking for, I am not the right person for you because that's going to bring on anxiety. If our homes had to be immaculate, nobody was nobody would live here. <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. Don't do it. Love that. I love that so much. And I've always said, that's my, my, that was my goal. I felt like I had arrived when if somebody called me up and said they were coming over in a half hour, I wouldn't just fall on the floor and die, but I would say, okay, kids, let's clean it up. We can do this. <laughs> you know? Let's do this. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And I remember being in that space where there, if somebody called me and told me they were coming over in half an hour, I probably would have just said, no, you said <laughs> not. <laughs> and you know, sometimes it is okay for me personally. I, I battle, I have ADHD, I battle depression, PTSD, and anxiety. If there are days, people know, do not show up at my house unannounced. Do not call and say, hey, I'm coming over in 30 minutes because I need to be in the right frame of mind to entertain people. So it is okay to say no. No is a complete sentence. Maybe, <laughs> I'm sorry, I, you may have to take this out, but maybe you're not wearing a bra that day. And you're like, you know what? <laughs> My kids don't wear clothes. And you know, so that's why you're not gonna see pretty pictures, first day of school, we homeschool. My kids are barebacked. They're not getting dressed for a first day of school photo. And you know what? It is okay. Just take pictures as the day goes on, the school year goes on. Let that be your first day of school photos. It doesn't have to be what public school says. Oh, they need a first day of school photo. Let that stuff go. I know as people turn on their um, or move into homeschooling life, they try to bring public school with them. And there's some unschooling that will, will need to be done there, but create that new level of success for you. Um, for me, when I left, so one of the things that I did, it came to the point where my job was no longer fulfilling me. An almost six-figure job just was not fulfilling me. That, what success looked like a couple of years ago, now it wasn't success. It was depression. It was sadness. It was, I am stuck in a prison 
with the prison doors opened. And a lot of us felt that way working for the federal government. It's a great job. So you kind of say, no, I'm going to stay here and keep making this money, but you were miserable. So that formula of success was no longer something that was making me happy. I remember driving to work um, one day and off to the left, there was like a McDonald's. And I said, gosh, if I can work at McDonald's and be half as happy, I would quit my job in an instant. I remember telling my husband that, and that's when I realized it was time to go. I was rushing to the weekends to work with my clients, just kind of getting through the week at my job, but getting to work with my clients was my true uh, pride and joy. And that's when I realized the money was never going to make me happy. I was chasing the corporate ladder. Um, and it got to the point where I was like, what am I doing? I'm getting three hours a day with my children. And those three hours was um, cleaning up the kitchen, making dinner, yelling about homework assignments not being done, filling out field trip forms. Okay, hurry, 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 let's get to bed and get lunches packed for the next day. So three hours a day, I was felt spent with my kids, but I was yelling most of it because we were on a schedule that we needed to keep to stay organized for the week. And once I was able to say, once I hit send on that resignation, a huge weight was lifted off of me. Yes, there was a fear like, oh my goodness, am I doing the right thing? What would people say that I left a federal government job to work a business? And once you were able to get rid of what people will say about you, you're so free to live the life that you want. And then you create that different level or that different formula of what success is going to look like. And success for us now, I'm in my fourth, my fifth year in business now, um, almost left the federal government three years ago. It's homeschooling our kids, being able to travel and work with my um, clients. Those are the three things that equal success. So it's not the money, but it's that freedom to do what you want to do. So giving, um, giving your ties, traveling, visiting people, maybe saying, um, oh, well, my kids can't go to this field trip or, you know, whatever, but we're a homeschooling family, so we can do whatever we, we want. That's the freedom that equals success for us. So I always tell people, find what success looks like for you and your family. And if it's homeschooling, if it's public school, that is fine. There is no right and wrong way to do this. We all have to do our own, um, our own thing as a family and just take that journey, however that's going to look. Love that. Love that. Because really what it's all about is, is finding that freedom to create the life that you want. Yes. That's going, and, and, you know, it's going to involve other things like helping other people and, and ex helping your kids have experiences and, and you don't have to stay trapped in what you're currently doing. I love that. Fear, like, what will people think? It is okay. You know, and I said to myself, if I start this business and I leave the federal government and it doesn't work out, I can always go back and get a job. I can get a job. I'm employable, but you don't want to get to the end of your life and say, I wish I would have done X. I've, I've seen people that, that couldn't, um, they couldn't retire. And they were like, Wendy, I am so proud of you. You are so brave. Or I should have left a long time ago and now I'm stuck. I never want to get to the end of my life and have to say that. And I never want my children to ever have to say that. You know, this is your journey. Whatever your home, the homeschool journey is going to look like, it is your journey. And I'm here to support you, whoever that looks. Totally agree with that. And, you know, I think too, 
Sometimes though, before we can feel empowered to create the life we want, we have to get that mindset to get out of the stuck. Yes. Sometimes when we feel so stuck, we're like, well, that'd be great. But how do I even do that? I remember feeling that way, you know, because I would always feel like, like I have to be go, go, going, doing this, do that, do that, you know. And and I was like, I don't know how to get out. Yeah. And and I think it really does start with just exactly what you're saying at the beginning is we got to just break stuff down and start hitting those small wins and start moving forward and making a little bit of progress. And order in our homes is really one of those foundational pieces because having too much disorder can keep us stuck. Absolutely. No shame there. I know it's like, I- I've been there. (laughs) Yep, (laughs) been there. I'm like, I finally have got myself to the point where, you know, I can do that 20, 30 minute cleanup and because we live here, it's not a museum. Um, <laughs> I mean, it might be because we do have a lot of rock collections and a lot of shell collections, and, you know. <laughs> traveled and you explored and you've created memories that will last a lifetime. The kids don't, they don't remember all the things that you bought them, like the dolls and the balls and all those things. But the travel and the experiences, mm-hmm. even if you're traveling 30 minutes away, the traveling oh my goodness, that will last them a lifetime. lifetime. So don't worry about the things. Worry about the experiences that you're going to create with your family. Absolutely. I also say too, your kids don't remember workbooks either. They remember remember the time you took to learn together with them and do things with them and and have those experiences. So yes, um, I want to thank you so much for hopping on. Our time is running short. But can you let our audience know um, where to reach you, how to find you? Yes. So my website is wendyzanders.com. That's Wendy, Z as in zebra, A-N-D-E-R-S.com. And one of the things that I would love to share with your community is I do focus time with Wendy. I do it twice a month and you can jump on Zoom um, and there's a couple other families with us and we're all focused on decluttering different spaces in our home. And I am here to support you. Um, I'm offering the first 30 days free with, for your community um, using Declutter, Declutter 30 as the code. Um, and they, they can get on my website, wendyzenas.com slash services. Um, and they can scroll down and get 30 days free. And I hope they will join me because it is just amazing to be part of the community. That is awesome because sometimes we just need a Somebody else to tell us, hey, do this. <laughs> so yeah, it's, or it's okay to throw that thing out. Or it's okay just because your mother-in-law gave you something, you don't have to accept it. Say <laughs> thank you, but I don't, I don't need this in my life. And it's okay to say no. No is a complete sentence. In all areas of your life, tell them Wendy said, I need to say no. <laughs> That's I love okay. It. Love it. Thank you so much. And I appreciate you taking your time out for today. So thank you. Thank you, Molly. Thanks for listening to the Building Heroes podcast. Can you help more people join the Building Heroes movement by sharing this podcast? More people can find it when you subscribe to the show, rate it, and leave a review. For more help on building heroes in your home, get the free Building Heroes resources at www.buildingheroesacademy.com.